This is exactly right. To murder. Let's get, let's get our murder chores taken care of. Let's uh, let's vacuum the murder and take out the murder. Let's vacuum up the hair follicles and the carpet fibers that will not be admissible in court. Right. And and then just throw them out. Yeah. Because they're just garbage. And then we'll overturn the conviction. We'll overturn history. Okay. Uh. So, hi. This is my favorite murder. That's Karen. And that's Georgia. And we're here to talk about um crime and punishment and all the things that we like uh that a lot of people really don't well it turns out a lot of people i feel like so many people are emailing us and being like thank you that they do yeah yeah i'm always too embarrassed to talk about it with anyone do you think even like even grammar school teachers and even cheerleaders have these feelings yeah i think most women like (laughs) to talk about murder yeah yeah and some dudes some dudes do. Okay, well, here's the thing I read recently. Did you know there's they have like an age range that you'll most likely like this is when this is when your chances of getting murdered <laughs> are the worst are at this age. Like they have an exact age. And this is from Paranoia Magazine? No, this is from fucking Psychology Today. Okay, similar. Okay. But it was a relief because we're both older than this age. Okay, good. So the average age of homicide victims and to, what this last time, I guess, was 2008, was 32.7 years old. Oof. And then the average age of murderers um, in 2008 was 28.8. Whoa. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Like, that's very young, it seems to me. To get murdered or to murder? Uh, To be a murderer, that I seems like, young. I know, like, I would have guessed old younger personally you would have guessed younger for the murder yeah because you have less control over your impulses Mm -hmm. and that sort of thing but by 28 you're like i'm gonna be a murderer definitely or no i want you know what it is too i think when i think of stuff like this i'm thinking of the specific kind of murders that i'm interested in where obviously this is this is gang mafia uh all you know impulse all that stuff uh, spousal abuse the crimes of passion crimes of passion <laughs> crimes of fortune what about you know what I'm really afraid of Get, getting shot at on the freeway ooh yeah what about someone throwing a brick over an off an overpass onto your windshield don't do that no don't do that has that happened to people mm-hmm. there was like sometimes there's there's like I was going to say spates of that, but I'm not sure if that's the right word. That's terrifying. Little that starts happening in certain parts of that's a, that's a very Los Angeles thing. No. Sure. I know. Uh, I got to go. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go. I got to go. Uh and then to be and to be murdered 32 that sounds right, because you're like, you're out of your 20s, you kind of like, you relax into adulthood, mm-hmm. you think you got it together, you no longer carry your keys between your fingers right. at night, you're kind of like, look, I lived in the city yeah. long enough, you let your shoulders down a little bit, you relax. Yeah. The fun kind of murders that we like, that's like your fucking college co-ed. Yeah. 
not fun and I don't like them just no, to no. clear this up well, whatever <laughs> uh, we ha we simply must demand understanding yeah. from our audience at some point we're gonna here. have to stop explaining that a we don't want to be murdered by anyone <laughs> we're not like we did, you know why is because I did made the fatal mistake of not only reading some of our iTunes reviews uh -huh. that were bad, yeah. which were, there were very few. So I went straight to them and then telling you about them. And like the funniest one was one where it was like, these women have no respect. They're laughing about child death or whatever. And so I keep feeling like I have to, to clarify or be apologetic. Like you call her and be like, let me tell you about this. I pictured it to be an old man with horn rim glasses and uh -huh. a kind of half balding, kind of like an old Bob Odenkirk is the way I was picturing it. Always mad on the internet. Yeah, just like a crooked finger shaking, <laughs> shaking at the screen always. How do you women? I, his grandson comes and uh -oh. boots it up for him every day. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just said we can't worry. We have to be talking to the people that understand us. Yeah, they uh, get us. They do, and they like it, like you're saying. They're excited. Um, I was going to ask you a question, and then I forgot it. We're just going to keep telling each other that. <laughs> that people like murder? They like it. Yeah. Why would they be listening to a podcast called My Favorite Murder? <laughs> yeah, they're, people are much smarter than the media would have you believe. That's true. Uh, do you want to go first? Do you want to talk about your favorite murder? Yeah. Well, so we, I was, so we're, maybe af after this one, we're going to start having um, categories mm -hmm. each time. Sure. Like, call a theme. Yeah, theme. Totally. So we're not right now. So I was just like in the wind twisting in the wind to grab one tip for tonight I don't know why it's been harder yeah so you why don't you go first that's my point oh okay no wait why don't I go first and then you your yours is probably really well researched why because I have a legal pad uh -huh. I just carry that around with me like a nerd <laughs> there's just nothing written like the same word written over and over and over again on it. it just says murder Georgia over and over on it <laughs> what if this whole time it was you that it's murdered me. me oh my god yeah that's the great irony of life it's always what's right in front of you nice to meet you Hi. my murderer meet my murderer <laughs> all right well mine is my favorite murder this week is one that I'm sure you know about um and it's a classic I feel like I just need to get out of the way because whenever, and there's been recent news updates about it, and whenever I see it, whenever I watch a documentary about it, I'm fucking in it. Yeah. Uh, it's the murder of Martha Moxley. Oh. Georgia. You know. I got to tell you. Yeah. Just the name Martha yeah. Moxley. Yeah. Moxley. The word Moxley. It's the best name, and it's the worst story. That's just like, and she's, she's just a fucking kid yeah yeah so if those who don't know don't know anything apparently <laughs> martha moxley uh in 1975 she was a 15 year old girl living in greenwich connecticut which is a fucking tony town love the word tony don't they have like their own gates and stuff yeah. it's like truly like crazy rich yeah and it's like you live on acres yeah so Martha Moxley's body was found beaten in her yard the night after Halloween. Um, it was, she was beaten. They found a, the half of a golf club there, which is what had been used to beat her. She's like a cute, pretty, this doesn't matter. She could be ugly. It's still terrible, but she's, you know, 
chill as fuck. And so the, the person they thought... She looks like a girl that's in a, a black and white picture in an 80s yearbook. Totally. She's like the that perfect girl. Like the popular... But like, but she's also on student body. Like, she's popular and smart and she's not mean, you know? Yeah. Girl. Freckles. Totally. Genuine smile. Like, she'd probably end up being like a like a like a lawyer for like the ocean you know yeah those guys yeah like a lawyer defending like the actually getting something good done osha is that a thing osha yes is it but osha is <laughs> is the work the work environment making make sure making sure it's safe for people to work there she'd be an she'd be a lawyer for them okay uh, I like the ocean too. It's kind of <laughs> nice. She just has dolphins all around her. Anyhow, she totally has dolphins. Uh, so the person who ended up ultimately getting arrested and put in jail for this murder, but not until 2002, was her neighbor who lived across the street, who was her age, named Michael Skakel. Who this is so unimportant and such a stupid fact of the the whole thing, but probably the reason why it's a famous murder is that the Michael Skakel's family was related to um, Senator Robert Kennedy's wife, yeah. Ethel Kennedy, Ethel Skakel Kennedy, who RFK has been in on this podcast as my favorite murder in the past. Anyways, so uh, what's recently happened is that uh, Michael Skakel has been released from jail. Oh, I didn't know that. They filed for a new trial because he was not adequ- adequately represented by his defense attorney. Um, Doubt it. The habeas petition was granted. The judgment of conviction is set aside and the matter is referred back. So for retrial, meaning as far as I know, so he got out. And as far as I know, it doesn't look like they're pursuing the case anymore. Ooh. Because I guess, you know, they had very little... Um, it was all circumstantial evidence. Not even that wasn't very strong. So it was surprising that he got convicted. However, he admitted that that night, somewhere between 10 and 2 in the morning or, or something like that, he was in a tree masturbating while looking in Martha Moxley's window. Yes, that was the justification of why his semen would be on her body. It was on her body? Yeah. Okay, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. Right. I mean, clearly he had pretty good lawyers the first time around oh, if sure. they're coming up with shit like that. It's just... I know this is insane bias because I've seen this, yeah. like, so many versions of this yeah. story. But it's... But I've decided. I've decided. But, yeah. I mean, it's no. because of things like that. Well, the problem with it is is that there's other there's other strong suspects, you know? Like, the... Um, the brother... The brother who was making out with her that evening, which is why maybe Michael got jealous and killed her. Or did she catch him jerking off? Like, what, how did she come out there, do you suppose? Well, I don't think, I think she was out because it was mischief night, right? It, was it the night before Halloween or Halloween? It was, uh, yeah. Sorry, I... No, you're so... The night before Halloween. Yeah, mischief night, which mischief I didn't know was night. a thing. I know it's not a thing out here. I think it's it might be for exclusively for rich yeah. white people in Greenwich. It's also in Detroit, which is terrifying. Oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> Slightly think, different tone of that mischief yeah, night. Every perhaps. night is mischief night in Detroit. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I've never heard of mischief mischief night until I heard this story. Yeah, me too. So, yeah. So, like, I, the most obvious answer is usually the correct answer. Yeah. And him jerking off in a tree. And not being the killer is not the obvious answer. That's right. 
Well, and also just then why weren't there other people even, you know, like it just didn't seem like there was other people brought forward because this is one of not just a safe town or whatever. It's like an exclusive shut off city. Yeah. But here's the thing is there uh, the Skakels had a um, had a tutor named um, John. Let's see where is it? Right. John uh, something foreign. Ken. <laughs> Ken Littleton. Oh, okay. So he was the tutor, and they were like, this guy's sketchy. And so he was a suspect for a long time, too. Why was he sketchy? Do you remember? Because uh, maybe he had a part on for Martha Moxley. Oh, okay. But he says he never even met her. Okay, but then so recently, Kobe Bryant, here's another like relative, Kobe Bryant's cousin. His name is Tony Bryant. Okay. Like, why are there, there needs to be, you know, connections to family members that are famous i don't know says that he knows who killed martha moxley he's from this town oh and he came out recently and said i know who actually did it and it wasn't michael skagel no um he says it was two of his friends who lived in um where did they live the bronx i believe yeah, two friends visiting him from the Bronx. They went to Moxley's neighborhood the night of the murder, and this guy, Bryant, was with them. The two friends reportedly picked up Skakel's golf clubs from Skakel's yard, which is what she was murdered with, on a whim and told Bryant they wanted to attack a girl, quote, caveman style, using the clubs. Bryant says he left the neighborhood and learned about the murder later, and the friends told him they committed the crime, but he never said anything. So now he's saying... He's coming forward with the story. If the story is true, I call bullshit on him leaving. He was, yes. he was there. You, people are going to tell you to your face, they're going to kill a girl. And you're like, well, I've got to go. Bye. So <laughs> what kind of person? I mean, I, look, whatever. There's all details. You could run a million scenarios. I just that don't are think like a teenager would be like, would leave. Even if he was like, I'm not want to murder anyone. I just want to see what happens. Or I don't believe these guys, you know. Well, here, the other thing I remember hearing is that the Skakel's golf clubs, the the set of clubs mm -hmm. were in their attic, that the cops found them later with that one club missing. Mm -hmm. So the idea that they were picking golf clubs out of a right. front yard seems a bit bullshitty. Or did someone stash the golf clubs up there? After they realized the murder weapon was a golf club or... That could be connected to them. Yeah. Did Michael Skakel do it? Put the golf clubs up there. The dad, the mom. Weren't the dad and the mom gone? They were gone. Like, they, the dad and mom almost didn't live there. Yeah. They were like teen boys that lived on their own. Rich, white teen boys running amok that lived on their own. That sounds terrible. Now, uh, am I wrong to assume that Kobe Bryant's cousin is black and that the kids coming in from whatever, but did you say Brooklyn or the Bronx? The Bronx coming in from the Bronx yeah. were black that's an assumption we can make I would I would think that the Greenwich Connecticut cops yeah. would see three black kids yeah. walking around on mischief night yeah. and at least ask a question totally if not harass the fuck out of yeah. them and then how did Michael Skagel's semen have to go back <laughs> and get on this poor girl this poor girl and her poor every interview like her family is like die hard like we never did anything else with our lives but try to get justice yeah it's fucking heartbreaking for this poor family there's i remember i i remember seeing this story 
way early in a it wasn't forensic files but it was like one of those ones and they interviewed the mom oh and she's she seemed like a thousand miles away yeah. it, it i remember watching it and just going oh i never want to see any mo- any murder victim's mom speak nope. again because that's the most painful thing you know what hurts me the brothers brothers of the murder victims always bum me out because <sighs> they're like i should have been there to help my little sister yeah oh terrible well, also, I don't like the idea that, so he has served, was it 30 years in prison or 20? No, he didn't get arrested until 2002. Oh, so this is crazy, like, white people justice, where it's a rich guy who basically kind of did a symbolic time, and now they're faking out some black people to say, hey, maybe we did it, and then his thing goes away. Probably. He got, he didn't, Michael Skigel didn't get arrested until and unconvicted for 27 years he was free that was this this whole so this whole thing happened i think it was 2002 so i remember having watched the whole story of the murder and then like that happened it was insane i never thought he would get anyone would get arrested for it and now he's fucking out again so he spent a, he sent spent a couple of years i just think that the logic of oh wait so 2000 he was arrested and then yeah now he's out. Yeah, the logic of... Oh, just the logic of um, a very rich teen boy mm-hmm. who gets spurned and maybe even shamed, like his older brother who ruins his life in every other way, mm-hmm. gets the girl that he likes. Him having this huge, crazy emotional reaction in the moment that he maybe hugely regrets even, yeah. but that, uh, and maybe even a girl that he was obsessed with, yeah. that sparking murderous ramp, a murderous rampage makes way more sense than just a teen going, I'm going to kill a girl tonight, caveman style. Yeah. Like you, the, you have to be a very specific type yeah. of person to be able to do that in the first place. It's not, it's not like going, I'm going to sniff glue. And then there were two, two other kids at Michael Skakel's boarding school later who said, yeah, he admitted to it. Yeah. So these kids from the Bronx would have probably gone back and bragged about it. And there would have been more people saying that they did it, not Kobe Bryant's cousin. Yeah. But I just hate that idea that, I mean, it. You, most black people have a hard time driving around Los Angeles, California. <laughs> yeah. You're going to roll up into Greenwich, Connecticut yeah. and just be like, let's see what we can do murder wise. Yeah, let's like, wander around with clubs. I don't think so. No. Yeah, you're right. Also, if you live in the Bronx where you're getting the gas money, where are you getting any of the money to get there? Yeah. Like, I don't know. It doesn't, it just doesn't add up as quickly to me. It's just a, it's, but what's, yeah, I don't know. But who knows? And I just don't understand why this guy who has a family, Kobe Bryant's cousin would want to do that. But there's fucking narcissistic people who want attention all the time. Or maybe he really believes it. Maybe he believes it. And maybe he doesn't, he's remembering incorrectly. He really believes that's what happened. I, here's what I will say. I love the idea that we still get to talk about the Martha Moxley murder, that there's something still happening with yeah. it. That's fascinating to me. So no one's in, in prison for her murder still. No. <sighs> Did, I, I want Michael Skagel not to have done it. Like, I want there to be a different answer, but I don't think there is. I just think that, I think that the thing it comes down to with me with a lot of these stories is my irritation over the fact that people accept 
um, kind of like a, like if you're a white guy wearing a button down yeah. Oxford shirt, you can kind of do whatever the fuck totally. you want, and people will be like, "Oh no, that nice boy down the street." Yeah, like you can you get to hide in plain sight with this camouflage, and meanwhile be whatever and people will not believe it yeah they'll immediately believe three black right. kids driving up from the bronx right. to kill this one girl it's just such a bummer because i think what i don't want him to be guilty is because he is such a fucking loser and such a little twerp <laughs> that he doesn't deserve i want it to be more sensational because she deserves to not have just been killed by this little jerking off little shit face yeah who is jealous of a thing that's a that's like a friend zone murder that's what that is yeah or like you want to fuck my brother and not me i'm jealous yeah yeah which is such an obvious boring i i I get this is why i like cold cases is because you can you can like imagine that it's more complicated and mysterious and bigger than the answer which is usually the answer is just some fucking dude didn't take his meds and went crazy right it's like and this guy's a piece of shit and the murder victim was a good person who deserved who and i always think like just kill yourself don't kill someone else please just kill yourself i mean that was if it would if they had any kind of nobility about them whatsoever well and also the other thing too is you can't just leave kids just because you're rich or just because yeah. you can like get a tutor. You especially like teen boys are the ones that need to be like yeah. observed and ridden and like, you know, disciplined constantly. Yeah. They have to be there have to be boundaries. No impulse control. No. And it's the 70s. So they were like on drugs totally. and smoking pot and drinking all the time. Totally. They did whatever they wanted. Yeah. Um. I mean. Yeah, that's it's to me in my mind, it's much more likely that a rich kid, a super rich teenage boy, would murder a girl. Yeah, who ha- who has too much privilege and affluence and has always gotten away with whatever he wants. We're and, we're Kennedys. Yeah, hey, we're we're, we're the Kennedy Kennedys of family. Greenwich. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Oh Fuck. man. Fuck. There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com slash murder and here's the important note that promo code is all lowercase so go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level that's shopify.com slash murder again don't forget the code is all lowercase goodbye georgia have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant like perfectly scrambled eggs oh my god yes karen and then all i want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day well you probably could as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient 
Made In Cookware. Made In was created to bring restaurant quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Made In. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of Made In products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made in, made in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye. It's your murder. <laughs> Michael Moxley. Um, well, my so I picked mine because we were talking about hitchhiking and um, laughing about how insanely dangerous and crazy hitchhiking is. And so I went to look up why we think that and know that and what the story what the actual stories and murders are behind that and it turns out that there i looked up freeway killer because i remember hearing there was like the story of the one guy with the van on the freeway Mm -hmm. it turns out there were three wow and between like the mid 70s and 1980 there were three serial killers that dumped bodies on freeways in Los Angeles and Southern California working all at the same time in this area in this area and on top of that the in the same amount in the same time frame were the hillside stranglers yeah and so they weren't even counted in this because they dump bodies yeah but they dump bodies in the hills oh so they would take women off the streets okay and then they would they it was where they were dumping right. in the hills that's what they called them hillside they thought it was Duh. one guy doing it like as if they were walking up there and then realized they were bringing bodies to there but i just think it's crazy that when two people join forces and are both in agreement that they want to do the same like it's insane that like, how do you find someone like that okay you're that's exactly right and here's why <laughs> i love the story because the guy i focused on is william bonin he had four accomplices over his uh i believe if it, it was just a year or it was like a year and a half where he was doing the most most of these killers killings sorry and he had four different people who helped him that's insane it's crazy Something was going on in the late 70s because yeah. that's also when Bundy, um, when John Wayne Gacy, mm-hmm. like it was all Dumber. around 1978. There was this weird explosion of like, maybe it was just that people learned about what it was and the story yeah. started coming out. Like Dahmer was later, right? Dahmer was later, yeah. Yeah. I mean, or because the, the term serial killer wasn't even coined until, but it didn't mean that they weren't. They, they weren't doing that. Right. I just don't think people understood. But, That's right. Yeah. They didn't. And also, how do you introduce that concept yeah. to like without introducing huge mass panic? The, so one of the guys, I'll just tell you yes. the other ones first. Jeez. One was the scorecard killer. And yeah. this was a guy named Randy Kraft. So from 1972 to 1983, mm-hmm. 
he killed for sure 16 boys, but they think 51. Oh, 51? 51. And uh, there was also, so, and he, they call him scorecard killer because he kept this really long list where he had code words for the people that he killed. So they were able to track, that's why they know it's at least 51, wow. because he, there would just be a word that would say like, tank top or whatever that would somehow relate to the victim oh my god yeah it's crazy and he was like the he looked like anyone in the store I've when you see pictures he looks like a high school teacher holy shit he looks like he would have been on uh um episode of episode of mary tyler moore he has like kind yeah. of a pointy nose and like he has kind of a jolly looking he's face. Like a, he's a guy in he's the just, 70s. You know, a guy in the 70s just like, hey, come on, do you need a ride? And he would pick up little kids? He would pick up men of any kind. Okay. And then he would brutally he would brutally rape them and then dump their bodies. There was also Patrick Wayne Kearney who worked from 75 to 77 who killed uh, definitely 28. Holy um, shit, that's a lot. two years he killed 28 people? 28, and they think 43. They just can only pin 28 on him. Yeah, like there's no way he didn't start earlier and they just don't know yet. Ex right, exactly. You know. And especially because at this time, th imagine three of these people doing this at once. Oh and God. this guy would um, pick up hitchhikers, shoot them in the head, then do stuff to their bodies, and then wrap them in trash keep, bags. And keep their heads? Is that him? No. That's uh, well, uh, not that I know okay, of. Never mind. That's I mean, no, I don't think I so. I think that's uh anyways, kept, uh yeah. This is one of these people? No. <laughs> well, anyway. Can you imagine like living right now and like like how you know, Summer of Sam, how like, yeah, there's a person killing people out there right now. Like I just wouldn't leave the house anymore. I know. And three. Three at a time. There's three of them that at any given time could be driving down any fucking street. But the key in this, in all three of these, and the reason that they didn't go, that they went unsolved for so long yeah. is because they were gay. It was gay oh, boys. Yeah. And it was, it was uh, that situation of boy hitchhikers, yeah. usually young. And for William Bonin, his youngest was 12, oh my God. a little boy who was trying to get to Disneyland. Oh. And, but William Bonin is like the worst, the worst of the worst. Um, we can just go through his super quick because it's okay. just a, a humongous bummer. Okay. He's kind of got shades of Charles Manson in that way where it was never okay for him from day one. Yeah. So he he was born to two alcoholic parents. Yeah. And um, the mom left him and his two brothers with her father who molested her and who molested the boys. Oy, then he, he ran away when he was nine and he got arrested for stealing um, license plates. Uh -huh. And he got sent to a boys, uh, uh, you know, like juvie, basically, for uh -huh. boys, where he was again raped and molested. Of course um, And there's a super dark story. This is, if you don't like dark things, this will bum you out. So, spoiler alert. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> spoiler life alert. About to spoil. <coughs> spoiler. Spoiler. Your, spoil it's your, your entire life. life. Um they told a story of the first time he was someone approached him in this in juvie to say that they were gonna like 
fuck him essentially Mm -hmm. and he asked the boy to tie his hands behind his back first because it made him feel safe that's how badly he was being molested by his grandfather so he was we 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 can talk about this person and at least draw a strain of like with that why question that i always have with this like you cannot torture human beings how do you create a a serial killer yeah just follow this guy's life yeah basically yeah. and you know neglect they were like the neighborhood people said that they looked like they were starving all the time they were like you know <sighs> they were completely neg- neglected children who then of course became criminals because what yeah. else were they going to do well it's that thing of like where do you go where at what point do you switch from feeling sorry for this child to thinking that this man should be dead you know like right there's there's like a the moment I guess it's when he kills the first person he ever killed yeah because there's a lot of people that get molested right. and fucked with as children who never do anything bad to other people totally so it's there's definitely that element of responsibility but it it's just like you you just see that thing where like if that mother couldn't be responsible enough to go I'm gonna get you out of this cycle of abuse yeah. and not let what happened to me happen to yeah. you no but how horrible that is yeah so anyway he goes to he of course then when he gets out of like that juvie he starts molesting kids in the neighborhood I mean this is just like now with the thing that he does yeah. he um he gets arrested for it once then he gets sent to I think he goes to Vietnam has a full tour in the air he joins the air force um he came back he was in vietnam from 69 to 71 came back and immediately started kidnapping and raping boys um he did it to five boys um can you imagine the fucking fondling he did in vietnam yeah like that was like a free-for-all for for him i bet i'm sure yeah he could do anything he wanted so he comes back he gets caught for kidnapping and raping five different boys. Jesus. They send him to a mental hospital. Oh, great. So <laughs> um, he goes from being in a mental hospital. In the mental hospital, they say he's he can't be rehabilitated. So they send him to real jail. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he's released in 1974 because um, there they decide he's no longer a danger to others. You've got to be kidding me. Uh-huh. And so 16 months later, he's charged with um, the gunpoint rape of a 14-year-old hitchhiker and the attempted abduction of another teen. So he's sentenced from 1 to 15 years uh, to in jail. From 1 to 15 years. 1 How to 15 years. How cute is that? Yeah. Just, you know what, go think about what you did for a little while. A year. That you've been doing your entire life. The fucking penal system. Of all these stories of horrific things, I'm usually the most disturbed and disgusted by how little time people get for heinous yeah the crimes well is when when are rape and child molesting going to start be, being really seen as like these are people who should not be in should not be getting out in six months. I don't know, but when that happens, they're going to stop putting a fucking statute of limitations on prosecuting people for rape. Yeah. There's a statute of limitations. Sure. For rape and kidnapping. Yeah. How fucking, how fucked up is that? Yeah, it's insane. So if the cops can't find the dude who raped and kidnapped you for well, 15 years. You got away. You, he's free now. Sure. Do what you want. It's insane. Boys will be boys. Yeah. So in 1978, uh, he's released from jail and he moved to Downey and oh my God, I was just in Downey reading, <laughs> and I read the I had breakfast and I read the criminal section of their newspaper <laughs> yeah, it was fun. anything exciting happening uh, in Downey? there was a, a home invasion robbery yeah oh okay great it's not too bad no. um 
so there he he um they later found out that he murdered a 13 year old hitchhiker but um he uh was ultimately arrested for molesting a boy in dana point um should have gone back to prison um because he was on parole at the time but the, but due to a clerical error clerical clerical error he was released someone spelled his last name wrong exactly probably. he walked right out of the jail and he got picked up by his main accomplice for all of these murders a man named um what is it something butts <laughs> something something butts it's a classic name oh my god uh so anyway <clears throat> uh and that's when he tells he tells butts now there's not going to be any more witnesses. Yeah, like that, that's what you're creating when you keep letting these people, when you keep arresting them for one to 15 years, is that they learn the lesson not to let anyone identify them. Right. By, so you should kill them. Yeah. So then he makes this, what they ended up calling uh, like the death machine or something, and it's this green Ford Econoline van that he's got uh chains he's got wow. like handcuffs he's got all this stuff and they would pick up hitchhikers and there would be the butts guy would be in the back and then they basically he'd like pull over and like attack and rape and he he was a big strangler he for most of his victims he strangled them with a t-shirt oh um and that's how that's how he killed most of them and uh uh, oh, Vernon Butts. That was his first Vernon name. Vernon Butts. Vernon. And they also were lovers. Uh, and they played Dungeons and Dragons in the sewer system of Los Angeles. The fuck? That was just a small detail that I wrote on the side of here that I remembered, and I just am fascinated. That's, that's a lot to that's comprehend. Just, if we could kind of go into that yeah. for quite some time, but yeah. I, fi I find that fascinating. This isn't a gaming podcast, otherwise we would get... <laughs> We would get deep into Vernon Butts. So into it. Um, oh, so. Oh, so basically it's just he then it was basically a year long tear where they went and picked up, you know, what they think is. Uh, I think he got prosecuted. What did I say? He got prosecuted for 16. Jeez. Um, Jeez. No, he got prosecuted for 14, but they think he did 44 murders that is the most staggering number and they, i mean people were getting fucking kidnapped left and right just boys town. disappearing everywhere and apparently there was a reporter at the um orange county register mm -hmm. which is you know as you know orange county is a very republican mm -hmm. very white republican kind of christian area in southern california mm -hmm. and he found an envelope at the southern county register with all the paper clippings of all these different individual stories of hitchhikers or bodies that were found murdered. And the, the, on the front of the envelope, it said dead gay boys. Hmm. So he was like, why isn't anybody looking at this as like, yeah. like some, a, a trend at the very yeah. least. But that was basically, he, he kind of wrote, I think he wrote a book. He wrote something about that. I, I was reading part of mm -hmm. that was basically all about how the attitude was like, well, too bad for them. Cause they signed up for that lifestyle. It's the same as prostitutes. Where yeah. It's like, well, they live a, what was it? A high risk lifestyle. Right? They chose to live a high risk lifestyle, Yeah. which is so, oh, okay. You're right. So then any serial killer should get to do whatever he yeah. wants. Yeah. That's bananas. It's super crazy. I can't believe. I mean, just the thought of of knowing that there are those people out there. I mean, there are now, but like in your fuck working actively in your 
in your in your hood in your hood <laughs> well and also down here i mean there's so there was so much murder down here and also 78 was the same year as jonestown yeah. like there was something Fascinating. there was something in the air you know what i think of like when i think of like murder in the 80s 70s and 80s and like how like people were so minors were unaccompanied like just as a rule like you could go and do your own thing we would we would leave and be gone all day yeah and then come back when it's dark yep like picture a fucking a fucking arcade and like all the kids that yeah. were just hanging out in arcades and all the perverts that were probably working there yes intentionally working at an yeah. arcade because kids would be there yeah i mean it's a scarier it's a scary thing to know like to have the information but it's such a better time for children mm -hmm. health wise yeah i think in all those ways because it's like yeah if you have kids you probably should know where they are all the time yep yeah and you should probably make sure there's an adult with them that's responsible definitely definitely if we or, leave, if we leave you with anything this week yeah <laughs> don't let your kid and then like the kids who you know we stayed at home alone every day we were latchkey kids uh, we were too me and it's my sister crazy so crazy one day we went to get dropped off and we just at the last minute decided to get dropped off at my aunt's house because uh -huh. she lived next door and our house was being robbed at the time oh my god of that decision are you serious i swear to god my uncle saw the guy walking out our front door <gasps> with stuff under his arm uh as he drove by and so he called the cops holy the guy get caught no holy shit yeah. if you had fucking walked in on a burglar yeah to uh at the time i think we were like eight and ten Jesus. walking in on a very large bearded man wow. looting our house I definitely remember being offered rides as a kid by like strange men mm -hmm. being like, nope. I used to walk like literally a mile to school yeah, totally. by myself. Totally, me too. By myself. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> I used to ditch school and then I go like, go hang out. And it's like, oh, you could have just been, you dumb idiot. I know. We're so lucky to have survived. You know what? God bless America. <laughs> if you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into, whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve. The key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, and June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman, on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens, and don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the detective club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out, you never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Goodbye. You know, this is a positive time. Oh, wait, no, now we get to read some um, yeah. of your hometown murders. We've asked you guys to send us hometown murders. Because we love it, and you've done it, and we appreciate it. We have a Facebook group, My Favorite Murder, and we have a Gmail account, My, Fav Mur My Favorite Murder. So you can send us your hometown murders. I'm going to read you one, Karen, and you read me one. Perfect. Okay. Want me to go first? Do you want to go first? Sure. Okay. This is by Mark Shrum. 
Hi, Mark. Uh, hi, Mark. He's very nice. He said, he said, I hope I have the right email. Uh, if not, I'm, I'm sorry for the frightening subject line. Because <laughs> <laughs> if it went to the wrong person, it just is my favorite murder. You open up your email and you're like, there's just someone describing yeah. a murder to yeah. you. How sh you would be shitting a brick. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mark, he says, when I was a freshman in high school, there was a high profile kidnapping case here in West Des Moines, Iowa. Maybe you heard of it. It was the Johnny Gorsh, Gosh, yes. Johnny Gosh case. Yes. It's pretty well known nationwide and drug on for years and isn't 100 percent solved to this day. This happened in 1982. He was a paper boy and was kidnapped while doing his paper route one morning. Didn't they just find his bike and that's it? Yeah, I think so. Um, there was another boy, Eugene Martin, that was taken in 1984. Same story. He was a paper boy. My story comes in in 1983 when I was a paper boy. <gasps> Mark, your mom should not have let you be a paper boy. Mark. Um, my brother and I were delivering papers one morning and it was still dark. We were on a street that the houses were pretty far apart and set back from the road. So we weren't right on the street. I looked up the street and saw a blue panel van coming down the street, extremely slow with no headlights on. Uh oh. As we walked, it kept following my brother from the street. Wait, my brother and I had walkie talkies. Awesome. Nice. So we, we were communicating about it and we decided to run and head behind the houses to get away from the street and meet up a few houses down. As we took off running, the van took off down the street and finally, after a few houses, turned the lights on and sped away. Was I going to be next? I guess I'll never know. About five minutes later, we saw our manager told him and he called it into the paper dispatch. I don't know where it went from there, but I was never questioned by the police. <laughs> and one year later, Eugene was gone. Ugh. Haunts me to this day, even though you are only one of the handful of people I've ever t spoken to about it since it happened. Oh. Wow, Mark. Uh, he said, keep up the good work and don't ever remove the humor from the podcast. <laughs> what the, what that is just depressing. <laughs> we did a little bit on this one. <laughs> he said, it isn't being disrespectful and you aren't going to hell. We're just cope. We are just coping with a fucked up world in the best way we know how. And he wrote F Thank up, you. Thank you, Mark. So Thank you, Mark. That's so true. It's yeah, coping. It's coping. It's coping. Okay. But wow. Ground zero at the Johnny Gosh. Because there was no way that wasn't. In, involved he was in the middle between two boys paper boys being kidnapped a i'm sorry if you're driving a van yeah you should be pulled over more than people <laughs> of color Absolutely. vans are what good is happening in no. vans especially like a green a green van with the headlights off slowly oh, cruising down the street please you're the biggest child molester my guy that i just did william bonin had a green van yeah who murdered so many people. It's like you're either a serial killer or you're Scooby-Doo team. Yes. <laughs> but Scooby-Doo, they were smart enough to put pink daisies on the That's side. That's Just really declare. It's a decoy. It was the <laughs> mystery machine, but it actually yeah, means quote, rape and murder. <laughs> murder machine. Well, also, if anyone is interested in going deeper into the Johnny Gosh kidnapping, yeah. did you listen to that last podcast on the left? No. About, it's all about the, um, it's the... Uh, it's about the pedophile ring and the conspiracy theory yes. about the um, the credit union that's yes. in that town and the guy that runs it and these this governmental conspiracy. His name is uh, what's the reporter's name? Yes, it's, it's the um, same name as. That's oh. right. It's the same name as um, the old man. Uh, of Larry King. Larry King. Larry King. That's Larry. right. Lawrence King is his name. Lawrence King. Look and him up. It's credit Lawrence union. King Credit Union. And what is it? It's uh, is it Iowa? Or where did where did Mark say he was Mark from? Mark was from Des Moines. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's That's Iowa. That's crazy. Connected. And there's like a whole thing about about it being a sex child sex ring. He yeah. started a youth group. 
and like just befriended these kids and these and the kids in the in the documentary that I saw were like being like yeah he made us go get kids for him yeah the kids talk about it I mean and also it's that thing of like people it's like no one wants to believe something when happened in Des Moines as if like if it's a pedophile ring it would have to be in Manhattan or something right Oh, it's bad news. And the people that you trust the most are the shadiest. It's <laughs> like your parents. So... <laughs> and don't trust anyone. I feel like the pillars of the community, well, I mean, they're usually the creepiest. I mean, with great power comes great corruption. No, no. Power corrupts. That's the saying. Yeah, it does. The other one is... <laughs> Forget it. <laughs> Forget I said There's anything. a whole one out of all of those somewhere. There's a whole one something somewhere of ideas. Yeah. Okay, here's mine. Okay. Here. Let's definitely want to hear it. This is from Emily. I'm assuming the, you pronounce it Mazar, M A E S A R. And uh, it's the Asheville hometown murder story. George and Karen. Um, <clears throat> nice things. And then, so I live in Asheville, North Carolina, and have since and have since I was in kindergarten. We lived um, in Anka Candler, though, which is an unincorporated community on the west side of the city. Uh, when I was in elementary school, first or second grade, my sister had a friend. I say friend, but they were probably somewhere between friends and acquaintances. It was high school, and it was the 90s. There was probably gray area. My sister was a sophomore, maybe 15, and so was this girl. My sister was supposed to spend the night at this girl's house. Um, but something came up and my sister couldn't go. I was so young though, that I can't remember if it was on our side or her friends looking back, probably the latter that night, the girl's mother's boyfriend murdered my sister's friend. If I remember correctly, I think he wrapped her in trash bags, tied weights to her legs, dropped the body in the amazingly shallow lake where she was discovered a day or two later. I honestly, I have no idea if there was a sexual element to this crime. I'm inclined to say yes, only because statistically there usually is for both women in general and specifically young women. But the internet is no help with real details, probably because it was so long ago or maybe because it was such a small town. Either way, it's a thing that I think about occasionally when I think about my sister because it's fucking terrifying. He was sentenced to a little under 17 years. For murdering a teen. You know, like, go on. Murdering. Oh, so if he's alive now, I have no idea. He's probably out. Yep, probably. Again, terrifying. That's... Emily, thank you. That is unbelievable. That's incredible that that happened in your life. Oh, my God. Yeah. Those be... near miss stories are near... like. Those are the best. Amazing. To be that young and be like, oh, this is things people do this to each other. Right. Yeah. The innocence lost. Yeah. It's so intense. And also just like a friend dying in an, in some other, like a drunk driving accident or like a typical way is awful and terrible. Yeah. But this adds an element of like, what the hell? Someone else did this thing to this person. Yeah. Oh my Lord. Wow. Seven, under 17 years. Oof. He got, he got the same amount of time that she got to live on the planet. That's. Fuck you. Bullshit. Fuck you, judge, whoever decided that. Oh, what a, well, I bet he, that's all he could do. I bet it was like, it wasn't premeditated. And I bet this guy said it was like an accident. So I just got rid of him. Like, right. this is such bullshit. The rationale behind it. Yeah. Whoa. Guys, this has been, this episode's been a lot. It's been kind of depressing. It's been a lot to handle. A lot of murders. <laughs> a lot of, it's a lot of stuff. I mean, it is what, is what we're doing. It's what we signed up for. This was, yeah, this was an intense, this was a downer. But I do like the idea for going forward, thinking of um, themes that would help us kind of talk about more general 
concepts around, right? I mean, yeah. that's the idea that you want to do. Like, I definitely think so. Okay. So if you have any ideas for them too, I'm thinking like, like child killers and people who kill children and <laughs> you know what I mean? Like child, children who kill the, you know, shootings and baby dogs. People with glass eyes. Yeah. <laughs> this could be like a real specific something really crazy yeah well because i and i know we plug this all the time but we love last podcast on the left it's right. one of my favorite podcasts but they just recently did one about dean coral who is the Candyman killer mm -hmm. in houston i think mm -hmm. and one of the things i find so fascinating in the way the way they do it is marcus parks who is their researcher and and provides most of like the context the content or whatever yeah like they were talking about he got away with all these murders because there was no at the time there was no police force like there was wow. one point something million people living there and there was like 2200 policemen like this impossible and there's just these things that happen in in history and in time yeah where like all of a sudden like in 1978 in los angeles you did not want to be a teenage boy that right. looked slightly effeminate yeah. or hitchhiked yeah like that you your odds of living through that were very low yeah and that's just like these weird sine waves of of uh the times yeah things happening all at once it's just crazy yeah a culmination of circumstances yeah yeah i'm into it <laughs> <laughs> but in a negative way but in a fascinated way a we're fascinated trying to cope way. as mark has said i mean mark what yeah. was his name your guys' mark. name yeah. mark we're coping. We're trying to cope. We're trying to cope and we're trying With to talk about it. Anxiety. Um, so email us your hometown murders uh, or your favorite murder and go to the Facebook group and the Twitter, my fave murder. Oh, yeah. And we and some people are just emailing suggestions. There's lots of really good ones. So oh, we'll yeah. get to those too. Um, and sure. suggesting someone suggested a really good documentary called The House of Suh, which I looked up and has like an 83% rating so I'm definitely going to watch that so that. yeah oh there is someone on the Facebook group oh, I wish I had their name who's making a fucking Google Doc of every suggestion we bring up for like a movie a book a documentary <gasps> a this a th that's this, so awesome I know that's so very cool if you could if you join the Facebook group which is closed you'll find it on there cool yeah yeah and we'll try to make them and then we'll try to convey yours that you tell us yeah awesome we, yes I love it. We're um, doing it. Rate, subscribe, and review so we can get um, a, lot, a lot of listeners, you guys. Yeah, and thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. And, and you're for us <laughs> and with us. We appreciate it. Bye. Bye.